Chapter 1. China in Confucius's Time When a country is well-governed, poverty and a mean condition are things to be ashamed of. When a country is ill-governed, riches and honor are things to be ashamed of. Confucius He who exercises government by means of his virtue may be compared may be compared to the North Polar Star, which keeps its place when all the stars are rotating about it. Confucius Confucius lived during the twilight of the Zhou Dynasty, 1027 to 256 BCE, which is remembered for marking the birth of a truly Chinese dynasty and culture. During that time, many distinct features of Chinese culture, such as the writing system, were solidified and spread. Timelines for the Zhou are divided into Western, 1046 to 771 BCE, and Eastern, 771 to 256 BCE, periods based on an initial collapse in authority and its reassertion, and during the second phase the several kingships that were united by the central authority and the capital began to gain ever-increasing independence and compete with each other and more fiercely. Confucius, who lived in the middle of the second period, saw this internal division as contrary to proper order and he dreamt of the earlier times when the great kings reigned. The zoo originated as a rival state of Shang, the first veritable Chinese dynasty, but the zoo king Wen consolidated his position on the Wei River Plain, near present-day Xiong and Shanze province, where he established the most powerful state west of Shang. When the zoo succeeded in conquering all the Shang's territory, the zoo king returned west, leaving his brothers behind to rule. This was a recipe for division, and eventually a civil war was fought to keep the empire together. The zoo government structure was very important to Confucius. The capital housed the royal family and had accommodations for all the major families, while state affairs were overseen by a group of increasingly professional bureaucrats. They were led by the king, first and foremost, and the next most powerful bodies were the ministry, the many officials, and the district administrators who oversaw local civil officials in charge of areas controlled directly by the Zoo Central Court. Below them was the hundred craftsmen and the rulers of various states outside central administrative control. This allowed for all the power to be traced up to the king through a chain of administrative levels. Clans were another important facet of Zoo rule, and the Zoo were the first people in China to institute it. They allowed the ordering of marriage relations, which were crucial to establishing alliances and maintaining the stability and unity of the Zhu Kingdom and its affiliated states. As the basic social units that held land estates and competed for economic and political power, lineages would divide periodically, and minor lineages would observe the authority of the primary lineage. This division among the royal household is how the regional states were formed. Among the Zhu, there were two types of states, those in the Wee River Valley, over which the Zhu Royal Court exercised direct administrative control, and the regional states in the east. New states were colonized as Zhu Royal kinsmen and relatives were established as rulers of the regional states, often accompanied by Zhu or allied migrants. The states were given a certain level of autonomy, and the Zhu king would interfere only on matters of succession. Still, the regional states frequently communicated with 
and visited the central government, paying homage to the king, who stationed royal inspectors in the regional states to ensure a level of oversight. Since regional rulers enjoyed great autonomy over their internal politics, one place they were more dependent upon the central government was the military, but the Zhu king also relied on them heavily for amassing troops and coordinating military actions to defend the kingdom. By the time Confucius was traveling around China, much of the Zhu's central authority and institutions had weakened dramatically. Instead of the royal authority being the authority to which all the lesser powers deferred to or took orders from, it was now a symbolic granter of legitimacy to the strongest power.